0: Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson
2: from
1: the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got 20, 10 5
0: touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush.
1: Hello everybody. Happy Thursday to you, May 11th 2023. This is Kentucky Roll call. Roll call. 96.1 FM 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your nice feels good outside. Thursday morning. Hope you're having a great start to your day. Nick Roush, how are you this morning?
0: I'm doing well. As you said, the um like a a beautiful spring morning really puts you in a different kind of mood you know there's just a little bit of chill in the air but you can see the the sunshine poking through the trees and you know it's just it's gonna be a great day
1: yeah it was uh it was a nice day yesterday really nice day yesterday should hopefully be another nice one today jk justin kalen the best producer in all of radio how are you
2: i'm pretty good i uh Watched Survivor last night. D- didn't do a whole lot. I, I didn't end up getting out to golf yesterday or go to the driving range. I was feeling oh, no. s- I was feeling super lazy after the bats game, but it did go super fast. The game did, so I could have gone out and golf if I wanted, but no, I just went home, relaxed yesterday, took it easy. I haven't had a day like that in quite some time, so that was nice. So it, it got me refreshed. I'm good to go for today. And you, TJ? Oh, boy.
1: I can't imagine. You're just letting your golf game turn to rust, buddy.
2: Oh, I am. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. You're not. You're not wrong.
1: <laughs> uh, I had to bypass golf yesterday. I got invited to a course I'd never played before. Wanted to play, but too busy. But uh, being busy is a good thing, and it was a nice day. Yeah, no. No, no major no major complaints as I said yesterday I feel like this week is flying by already Thursday we'll be getting the Friday fever tomorrow before you know it we've got trivia today we've got a ton to talk about always love hopping on before the show hearing the gang talk about survivor on a Thursday morning another good episode last night we won't
0: we won't bore you with all Man, the details it's it was been a, it's been a good season was, and that was like a good start to finish episode of of um kind of plot lines on all right which way are they going to go now and then you had the a great challenge too like that's just a a, a great mental stressor it's great it, it was it was a lot of fun i watched survivor after capping off a day of errands where it was like let me try to check as much stuff off my list while still uh getting work done and it it, it culminated with uh um, dinner at sam's club which Nothing like that healthy uh, family meal for 6 bucks in the form of pizza and hot dogs at Sam's Club.
1: That gets the job done. It gets the job done. That's all that matters in this day and age, especially in this economy, Roush.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, there was one guy who uh, definitely a blue-collar worker still had on his, like, bright vest, who when they told him the price at checkout, he just was like, wait, no way, right? And he just, like, started... Like, he was... (laughs) uh, he was just ridiculously like uh, over colorful in his response. Just like, are you kidding me? Like, right, right, no, no way. Like, th- no, you, you, come on. It was it was pretty entertaining. That is one of the best feelings when you're buying something
1: or paying something, and you see the price, and you're like, oh, oh, oh I thought it was going to be a lot more than that.
0: This, this is great. Yeah, almost it feels like you're stealing a little bit. Yeah, well, and especially when I'm sure typically you know you get a slice of pizza maybe he got a churro and an ice cream too and like you know that's typically 10 15 bucks or more and I bet it was like five tops uh, yeah so good I the the same I found out in college that the Walmart grocery store uh that was near where I worked their deli you could get two pieces of chicken and two sides after tax it was 426. It was like how, yeah, you want to talk about the college dream. Like you couldn't eat at Burger King for that cheap. And Burger King gave, Burger King made me learn uh, trying to eat those meal deals. uh, That's what made me learn what indigestion is. It was in heartburn. Like, oh.
1: The last time I had a feeling like that was when I went, well, not the heartburn heartburn and, and indigestion. Not that, not that. But the feeling of checking out and being like, whoa, that's the price. Is when I popped into my Thornton's, got all my breakfast goodies that oh, I needed. Yep. Yeah, my day started off right. You, you go to some other places. I was checking out, you know, donuts, stuff for the day, Powerade, and all that good stuff. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Whoa, that's that's pretty cheap. That's a good price. That's Thornton's for you." And when you're a Fresh and Rewards member, you're going to save even more money at the pump inside the store. You're going to get special deals. Roush used to take advantage of their coffee specials, which they may or may not do anymore. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I don't really, I'm not up to date with that stuff. But they've got the best prices at Thornton's, and we love them. And we love the Thornton's text line, and we want you to text it in 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. It spaghetti night last night at, at the Walker household. Oh, Lucy's, Lucy's favorite. Baby's yeah, I, favorite.
0: Did you, she uh, still go shirtless, and it's just uh, a big mess?
1: I mean, we should. We, we Sometimes we do. Uh, we did not yesterday. But we do strategically plan spaghetti night around bath night as well. So. <laughs> How often do you bathe your kiddos?
0: Every night. It's just like a well, – All right, I'm not going to say every night because some nights it's just they're tired. But usually it's more of a um, – Like we use it as a delay tactic for Frank. Like, mm. all right, like he starts getting fussy. He wants to go to bed, but he loves the bath. So that keeps them awake for 10, 15 more minutes. Um, yeah. So, But some nights, though, it's just like, all right, let's just go to bed. Um, but uh, we, we just made it a part of our routine.
1: It seems like, I, I don't know anybody that doesn't. It, it seems like it's either like every two to three days, and that's what we do. And mm-hmm. then other people are more nightly. I don't know anybody that's like weekly, um, which is probably, probably a good thing. But the people that do it nightly... Which I'm not, well, I'm not against or anything like that, but they say that they do it basically. It's just, it's like part of the routine and it just makes it easier. For it helps the
0: kids. them wind down a little bit. Yeah. Um, Cause so, so yesterday Duke slept through some of those errands. It was like, all right, he ain't going to be ready to, yeah. So it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely got to get a shower in, let him play in there for a little bit. So, uh. Um, she loves
1: Lucy. Loves her bath time. It, it's now becoming more when it's like time to get out. It's it's turning into a little uh, a little uh, to do. Yeah, yeah. But we've got like a little bathrobe for her. It's it's more like a towel robe sort of deal. And it's an elephant. And if we get that bad boy out, no. it's she's out. It's like you want to be an elephant,
0: and she'll do the little arm thing, which is like. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. It's really cute.
1: She's, she's, she's <laughs> um, so yeah, spaghetti the, night and bath night, they go hand in hand.
0: The uh, the technology and bathtub toys for kids now, I mean, it used to just be rubber duckies. And then I think we all realized that those things just get moldy and mildewy inside and are gross. Uh, but uh, one of our friends gifted us a toy that you suction cup to the side of the tub and you push a button and... It sucks the water from the bottom of said toy to the top and makes like a little fountain and then they can uh, it, it's it's very cool. Very cool. Whoa, that is pretty cool. Scooch. do you have that in your bathtub?
2: Um that would be a big negative.
0: When's the last you, time you took a bath, Scooch? <sighs> yeah. I, I can see Scoots being a bathtub. Guy. No, like, not at all. It, there like you know to the tub tub night. I had
2: or? I had a desire about I don't know, maybe four months ago. I was having a night, and I was really sore. I was like, oh, maybe I should just take a a, a bath. And I I didn't do it. If I had to guess, it's probably been seven, eight years, if not more. Long time. That's a long time. That's a long
1: time. I think people at home may be making some jokes about you needing floaties in a bathtub or something like that. Oh, that's
2: hilarious. Hilarious.
1: Yeah, we're gonna, that's not that's that's a little too low hanging for the comic uh, expectations that we have here on Kentucky roll call on your morning. I used to be a big bath guy. Well, I am big in the bath in a bath, but uh, not so not really since the baby's been born. I just don't want to I don't want to dirty up the tub, to be honest with you. She does, <laughs> Lucy doesn't deserve that. Uh, and you may say, well, you can clean it out. Yeah, I can and would. I think I've taken maybe once since she's been born. But before that, maybe like a little jet tub. It's nothing fancy or new. But right, right. Um, it, was, it was nice on the day Scoots was talking about when you're just sore and you just want like 20 minutes to just do nothing. Turn your brain off for a little bit. It was nice. One day I'd really like to get a hot tub, but probably See, not yeah. in the budget in the foreseeable future. Th-
0: that's that's one of those that is uh, definitely going to be down the pike. But I just don't know when, where, how. You know all the. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but that 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 feels like very much a grown up purchase that would be worth it. Um, also, I I had. On the other hand, I don't know if if the, I would use that more. Or I found out one of uh, it's a friend's uh, brother who lives in the neighborhood, uh, and and Derby morning he was out riding his bicycle with his kid. Went to the track, was getting you know we're all out drinking, getting ready, and uh, he has a sauna in his house, like a little three person sauna. So uh, I don't I I don't know which would be more. Uh, More beneficial, like which one I would use more, a sauna or a hot tub? We had a friend who had a sauna. uh, It was a nice sauna, too,
1: in their house growing up. And actually, there, there were rumors that... CSAA got mad because they felt that this family was helping kids make weight before weigh-ins for football. <laughs> That's great. I like, that the most CSAA grade school football story of all time. Uh, and they, it's also like,
0: who cares CSAA? Like, the family has a sauna. Yeah. Oh,
1: gosh. <laughs> Those were back in the day. That was good back in the day. Well, that family, they got their got the whole football team sweating it out before weigh-ins. <laughs> for me, it'd be a hot tub, and it wouldn't really be particularly close. Saunas are fine for me, but they don't, like, I you know, after five to ten minutes, I'm pretty much ready to get out of it for the most part. Where, like, a hot tub on a cold winter's day, I could be in that bad boy much longer than doctors would recommend, I would imagine. Yeah. I, w- I would go hot tub between the two.
0: At least the, the sauna aspect, I feel like there's less chance of something malfunctioning or, like, keeping it clean. Um, I I I also think that like um, yeah I don't know that that's really tough that's a really tough decision but, Roush, uh, do you, you know what go ahead maybe we win the lottery and we can just get both scoots
2: Roush, do you are you relaxed when you're in saunas oh yeah that's relaxing I, I for you because I get in a sauna I and it's sweat. like I don't want to just sit there and sweat so I, I'm anxious? on I'm on team hot tub too just because it from a relaxing aspect
0: I uh went to uh, th- the last uh, vacation we did uh, w- went to the beach uh, last spring break and there was a not only a sauna but they also had a steam room which I'd never done the steam room before and that um, that did make me a little nervous scoots because it was so steamy like you could barely see in front of you and like the humidity I don't want to say it chokes you but you know like it was it was it was very it was a lot it was intense
1: It chokes you a little bit. Like, I mean, it it takes getting used to breathing in saunas or steam rooms, really. But steam rooms more intense for sure. But
0: yeah, well, good little hot tub sauna debate this morning. Yeah, well, I'm got shout out summer radio. We're not all the way back because, like you said, TJ, we do have some sports news to get to. Uh, Lots of sports news. Big time visitor coming uh into town today too and i i love some of the takes that we've got on the Thornton's tech side you can get yours in 502-414-1450 is the number and tj um i I was scrolling through this morning and i saw one today and i just uh i couldn't disagree with it more can i get permission to jump ahead but you said you saw
1: one you mean a take you saw a take
0: I saw a take on the text line. Okay. Yes.
1: Oh, on the tell. Oh, okay, you want to jump ahead on the text line. Yeah. You're talking about Keyshad Johnson being the big visitor. Uh, he got in last night, by the way.
0: Uh, okay, potato tomato. Um,
1: but-, but he's on Instagram. He seemed like to really be enjoying it. And if you were wondering, you know, in the Joe Craft Center, uh, the leaky Joe Craft Center, where they have all the NBA players around the wall. Yeah. Shade and Sharp is included. Oh
0: interesting
1: he's off into the corner which you may say like well that may make sense he's one of the last ones there that's kind of where you but like it's it, it is off uh, it is off to the side a little bit but he is he is included which I, I guess if you're kentucky you probably need to do if you did it for ennis freedom Cantor, then you probably need to do it for shade and sharp although a little apples and oranges there a bit right, but right. I, I i and i think maybe we knew that last year now that i'm saying this out loud that they had put him up there but yeah he was there but, yeah, you had uh, old KJ from San Diego State in town last night, and I bet he gets to the fun parts today.
0: Yeah, and w- one texter on the Thornton's text line said, no one is excited about Keyshawn. There's no way to spin this. He's a 6'7", undersized four who can't shoot. He's a worse Jacob Toppin. WTF are we doing? Aren't we supposed to be Kentucky? I'm here because I can recruit the best of the best. Cal, Texture. I am excited about Keisha Johnson. And, well, initially, I, I don't want to say I had trepidation uh, from, like, a player standpoint. I just wondered from a fit standpoint, like, okay, can't, is this going to work? I'm very excited about him because here's the thing. Like, th- not everybody needs to be a scorer. He's a great defender. And I think the best part of it all, TJ, is that this guy who – was a good of uh, uh like one of the best players on a team that went to a national title can be content coming to Kentucky and not having to be the guy, like he could be the ultimate role player, and that is so hard to find in the transfer portal. I was having a conversation yesterday with somebody who uh is uh, uh yeah, like I, pretty uh pretty big folks, time it sports was, of it mine. Was, it, it,
1: folks, it was somebody.
0: Just take yeah, it for it. It was word. it was a real somebody. And the biggest thing, like we were just talking about the transfer portal in general, it's less about the the get like you you can get some good players in it, but the part where it actually hurts and is hard to figure out is just getting quality depth, whether it's football or basketball. Like finding quality depth, quality role players is tough because they either leave too quick before they can develop into a starter um, and go somewhere else, or or like just. Finding that extra piece, like Kentucky finding Ben Christman uh, from Ohio State to add depth offensive line, like it's it's hard to get good players who are willing to sit. And Keyshawn Johnson, if he comes to Kentucky, I think he's well aware that he's not going to be a starter, but a six man type. And I I just think that that is so hard to find. And he checks all all the boxes you want in a quality bench role player.
1: Yeah, the people that are complaining about it. No offense, they're just they're kind of clueless. Like you need you need bodies on this Kentucky team. And if you want to, and a lot of people will take an inch if given, but if you want to criticize Calipari for the roster being in the position that it's in, I'm very excited about the talent, very excited for the upcoming season. I, I I think that it could be a lot of fun. I think the style of play at least should absolutely be a lot of fun. But you need depth. You you need more players. And if somebody wanted to be critical of Calipari not having enough depth or not having enough bodies, I, I think there could be a conversation there. But this would be a massive piece to bring into the equation for all the reasons that you said, and even and even more so. Like not only is his attitude most likely of what he'd be expecting coming in would be a huge deal, especially on a team full of players that are just used to being the guy, that's in its own right. But as we've mentioned several times this week, just his ability to be a lockdown defender, to add some shot blocking as well, even at 6'7". He can meet people at the rim. He will challenge people at the rim. And Cal doesn't always need his bigs, quote-unquote bigs, to be able to spread the floor to the perimeter. But you have to be able to knock down those elbow jumpers, those mid-range jumpers, because they'll be open. And how many times how many times did Jacob Toppin? You think back to that road game against Gonzaga, which obviously didn't go well for UK, but Toppin was right there, wide open a ton of times. Knocked him down, knocked him down, knocked him down. And he was able to kind of extend his range as the season went on, which was nice. I wouldn't expect that from Old KJ. You know, he'll hit a three occasionally here or there, but he'll knock down those mid range jumpers. And that's I think and a people that are worried about his offense, I think that's all you really need from him. All right. Rob Dillingham drives into the paint. Oscar, it, let's assume Oscar comes back. That's going to be another conversation we're going to have today as well. Let's assume Oscar's on the other side of the block. He's got two defenders on him. Dillingham was able to get around his guy, but not not have a clear angle to the rim. He kicks out to KJ there on the elbow. Boom! Knock it down. That's going to be people are going to be open if these guards are as good as we think they are, and you got to have people that are going to be able to knock down mid-range jumpers, especially from your front court he can do that. So from an offensive standpoint, I'm fine with it. I love him for all the reasons that you talked about. Just You don't find players like this in the portal necessarily. And from an experience standpoint, four-year college basketball player has made a national championship run, played very well in that national championship game. And that experience would be much, much needed. I responded back to that texter and I was like, I'm Excited me but <laughs> he says nobody. girl, but and he said that I have blue blue Kool Aid glasses on. Is what he said.
0: Oh man, um, I also had somebody who was. Uh, it was an old. It was one of those Facebook messages from months ago where somebody was very mad at you for uh, liking Cal and basketball more than football or something. They said some what they said some wild things so wildly inappropriate that there was also a follow-up apology message. Um, so I, I don't know what it was. Um, but I
1: I I just yeah, I, like this, also reading that guy's text message history, I'm pretty sure he's just a L fan.
0: Yeah, yeah. But my big thing is like you, you mentioned just doing the basics. Um, like Lance Ware, the biggest problem with Lance Ware during his time in Kentucky. All Kentucky needed was for him to foul, get rebounds, catch passes, and finish dunks and layups. And the latter he struggled with, or he'd turn it over. Or like sometimes you just need guys to do the very basics. Uh, he can do that and also be really good defensively. Um, because as I mentioned too when Keyshaw Johnson's name first came up, he can guard the position that's haunted UK the most over the year. That that tough stretch four. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Luke May, the Luke May game, right? Uh, you had the Sam Decker game. Like, there's, there's too many times where that's. I mean, Kobe Brown went off on UK last year. Um, like, there, there's a lot of guys that you can kind of think back to where a guy like Keisha Johnson, you know, he's not going to zip him up completely, but he's certainly going to to help um, guard a position that's given Kentucky plenty of fits over the years.
1: So we'll see. You still got to land the commitment from him. He is on campus at this very moment. I think he's trying to make a decision. Uh, The initial plan was this weekend, but it may, who knows, may end up getting pushed back a little bit further. But that would be a nice addition. Still would leave some question marks for UK. It seems like the Aaron Bradshaw concerns have simmered down. It seems like any issues there have been ironed out. Uh, Bradshaw did an Instagram live yesterday where he said, no, I'm not going to USC. I'll, I'll be at Kentucky, which recruits and players and coaches and people and humans and mothers and fathers and sons and daughters, they all will fly from t- time to time. It's not uncommon. Shaden Sharp was saying the same stuff. People at UK were saying the same stuff. But I, I, Bradshaw is going to be at UK. I was never overly concerned about it. And I get the people more in the know than me were all sounding the alarms and saying, this is serious. UK better take this serious. As if I think UK needed to be reminded to take Aaron Bradshaw's talents serious. I'm, I'm sure they probably were aware that, hey, let's make sure that everything's ironed out and we're not going to get any surprises here. And shortly after that, all those rumors, cows out in LA, just a couple days later, Everything was taken care of, or everything seems to be taken care of. So, no issues there. But you still have some questions on on the front court. What's what's going to happen with Oscar Shebue? Is Kobe Brown actually going to enter the portal? There's some interest. And there's some mystery there. And what else is UK basketball going to do to try to round out this roster? And transfer portal closes today, so you're going to probably hear more names. Is Oscar Shibway going to enter the transfer portal?
0: we got a lot Wait, to get to.
1: We've got a lot to get to on today's show. Also, I wasted entirely. Well, I'll get to this when we get back from the break. Wasted way too much time yesterday doing something. I'll tell you what that was when we return. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports oh, Radio. 96.1 oh, FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalins.
0: Oh, do see, no, Come on, baby. Let's go, boo-si-do. Oh,
2: Cadillac, Blackjack. Baby, beat me out back. We're gonna buggy. Oh, get down, turn around, go to town, boo
0: the movie. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Presented by Salsaritas. So good, even. Walker and Roush. He will
1: sing it. Salsaritas, a fresh <laughs> Mexican grill. <group.
0: laughs> <laughs> download the Salsaritas mm-hmm. app before when you scan it, they're going to give you money back, entrees, all sorts of good stuff at Salseritas. So download that before you go. I'm
1: yelling There you have it. There's our, our salt Caritas app for today. Keep them in mind for any catering needs you may have. Graduation party season in full swing. Uh, I know schools are, are letting out for the summer, Roush, if you can believe it already. It's happening.
0: School's out for summer. Shh, shh.
1: Dudes, give me one of your favorite last day of school memories that you
2: have. Uh, funny that Roush actually brings that up. So I don't remember what year it was. I want to say junior year, maybe maybe my sophomore year of high school. But we, uh, we get out of school for our last day, and, of course, we have baseball practice after school. So our baseball coach was big on, like, classic rock, so he always had, like, 1077 on, and we would just – We would rock out to it. Well, one day or one year after the last day of school, we get out to the baseball field, get all my clothes on, we get out there, we're warming up. First song that comes on is that song, and we all just start singing it at the top of our lungs, so happy that school was over for the year.
1: I'm glad you you detailed that you did put your clothes on before practice.
2: Yes, yes. We did not practice naked.
1: (laughs) Naked. (laughs) Uh, Rosh, what about you? You got anything that stands out off the top of your head?
0: man my last day of high school you know um we 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 got away with some stuff um we we were liked by the teachers so you know they give us an inch and we 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 took every bit of it um and we were planning on just like getting all of our papers out from the year and kind of throwing them all over the place kind of like days and confused um and what well, like they caught on to us and were like, no, we're not, we're not doing this, we're not making it happen. And one of the guys, like straight to the the head disciplinarian's face, just said, "F you, Coach Barney, F you." And we were like, <gasps> "What happened? What uh, Coach Barney do?" I, well, he he did the 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 one finger, like, come on, out to the hallway. Like, we're not doing this here. I know you're trying to get a rise out of me because we've had a back and forth for four years. And now you, you want to get one more. You're not going to get me. Um, and basically, I, like, he just he let him slide on it because it was the last day. Graduation was, you know, right yeah. around the corner. So uh, but it, it it was very much a like, oh, wow. He just told a teacher to F off.
1: <laughs> how'd that how'd that kid turn out 14 years later or 13 years uh, later?
0: Uh. The last time I saw him, it was actually he was driving a locksmith's truck on the Waterson Expressway. And that was probably like four or five years ago. So I think okay. Okay. But all right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. kids, don't 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 curse at your teachers. They they have it hard enough as is. But congrats to all those graduating and to the teachers that that are gonna get a little break from all the chaos here soon enough. So exciting man. times this was always uh, as a kid this was one of the best times of the year
0: it's also uh I, you know i started following where duke's gonna go to school next year and the stuff they share on social media and you just forget how much fun the month of may is like once derby happens it's just like all right let's do field trips we'll do a field day um they had the kids do like a color run uh at their own school where they're running through the the paints and all that And i'm like oh man this is this is the the, the the time to be in school where it's not it's not really school anymore.
2: There wasn't a whole lot that topped field days. I'll be honest.
0: Oh, field days were the best.
1: Oh, I've yeah. told this on air before, but at field day when we got to run it, the seventh graders would get to run field day because the eighth graders would already be out of school. They'd get out of school earlier than everybody else, and yeah. it was during. But of course, when we got to run it, it was during the great cicada invasion of two thousand and four. Which, in the Highlands, again, the cicadas, every 17 years, was it? Was it two years ago that the cicadas came? Yeah,
2: I think yeah 21, sense. yeah.
1: It was just ruined by cicadas, but we had a really, really good-looking teacher, and one of the, the nerdier kids in our class, she had a cicada on her chest, and he just went up and, like, plucked it from, from her chest and... And you know, the kid was a legend. The kid was an absolute legend. <laughs> she was very appreciative. It wasn't anything like over that. You know, he didn't like cop a feel or like bump into her or anything like that. But it was just a simple like, I know what I'm doing with bugs. No problem here. I'll take that. Let me uh, save the day. But when you're a seventh grader with the good looking teacher and you've got the you're bold enough to, to, to go up there and grab that bug from that position. He was a legend. He was a a legend (laughs) for that. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A terrible radio tease before the break that I spent too much time doing something yesterday. It wasn't putting together deck furniture, thankfully. Uh, Forearms are still burning from that. But it was arguing with people roush over shot clocks in kentucky high school basketball
0: oh loved it well, I, well, gracious
1: i cannot believe there's so many goobers out there that don't want shot clocks in kentucky high school basketball it was I, I don't actually think it's as many goobers as i think i think they just know they're in the minority so they feel like they have to be a little bit louder but boy did i lose some brain cells going back and forth with folks yesterday
0: the uh, so we had a, a, a post on uh, KS board and where we had a couple people who are very much more in the weeds in high school basketball than I, uh, like Brandon Ramsey. He does he goes to all the Indiana games. Um, like he he works for a website that covers it for a living. Uh, Sam Gormley does play by play in Grayson County, and they' they they were essentially like I don't I don't know if it's that much of a problem right now. Um, Like there's very rare times where I think the game isn't flowing well. And, and I would agree with one caveat and that's end of games. Cause I think that's the biggest problem. The biggest travesty of them all uh, is that you can get, uh, if a team is up three possessions with three minutes to go, you have to start fouling because they'll just hold the ball the rest of the game. And like the game just should be played more to the end. And without a shot clock, like there's no incentive if I've got a nine point lead to try to score with three minutes to go. Saw it in district tournaments this year. And the worst part is when it happens where you just go in overtime. I remember very specifically uh, that the COVID year where Kentucky stunk. We covered all the high school regional tournaments. And there was, I mean, it was a regional semifinal and uh, it went in overtime. A team gets the tip off and then they hold it for four minutes and take one shot. And win the game, game over. It's like that's not that's not playing basketball. That it's it's that's not how it should be done. Another guy brought up an Apollo uh, Owensboro game in the regional tournament this year, like where it went to three overtimes and two of them, one team just held the ball the whole time. So I I I get it from a, like from a certain standpoint, and maybe it doesn't need to be thirty five seconds. Maybe it could be even longer. But just end of games are brutal, and it's so hard to come back because. Basically, you're just relying on another team to choke at the free throw line. And that's, that's no fun. That's not, that's not the real basketball that you, you watch on TV and at the college and at the NBA
1: level. All those points are totally accurate. The people that were against it, there, there were about three different reasons why. Each one may be worse than the next, depending on who you ask. One was the, oh, shucks, that's just, too hard you're not going to be able to get all these county schools to be able to operate a shot clock how offensive like wow you you can't operate a shot clock the technology is too advanced for these schools to be able to operate a shot clock how many times how do do they even figure out how to change the light bulbs in these gyms if you ask me i'm shocked that they can even unlock the doors to get the game started So yeah. that's horrible. I mean, that's yeah. horrible. Yeah. And then some people are like, well, you're not going to have enough uh, man or woman power to be able to operate it. Enough schools have a tough time as is finding scoreboard operators.
0: Well, the scoreboard operator can do the shot clock, too. Like it's it, not, it, it's,
1: it, you're, you're, you're totally right about that. Yeah. I, I used to run score clocks all the time. Back in the day, it was a good way to make like 15, 10 bucks a game as a kid. It was awesome. And those clocks that I had, a lot of the clocks that I would operate, had a shot clock feature on it, which yeah.
0: you, would do, you would do. Even you, in elementary you, schools.
1: All you had to do was push a button, it reset. Right. You push a button, it reset. It was super. And we just, even with games, like I didn't do games that actually use shot clocks, but we would just do it in intramurals just for fun. Just because it had the feature, why wouldn't we do it? Uh, I don't think that it would pe- t- people actually like obliged by the shot clock then. But uh, second, secondly, if it really is an issue with like manpower, then sorry to the freshman at the end of the bench today. You're operating the clock like that's just you know.
0: I used it, to do the film, yeah, yeah and, like, uh, like, and, that's part and of course, like in the uh, high school experience, And volleyball, in the sport of volleyball, that is like. Players from other teams or freshmen or JV, they're, they they have to call lines like that's in or out is all on other players, so it it shouldn't be. A so th-
1: that's deal. a that's a horrible rationale and horrible reasoning. Second, uh, second bad take that you heard regarding shot clocks in Kentucky high school basketball.
0: It won't actually
1: help create more offense.
0: Yeah, like they would play too fast, and it would. Um, will lead to worse shooting percentages. Whereas I think there's plenty of bad shots taken in high school basketball already. Sure. There the, are.
1: The, and guess what? Like, if you, and also, they always were like, it, 30 seconds isn't enough. It wouldn't be 30 seconds. I highly doubt it'd be 30 seconds. It'd probably be 35 30.
0: was the survey that they sent out, which and so is,
1: yeah. and I think 35 for, is solid.
0: It's time for one set and then, um, a secondary, um, motion sort of deal where you run your play nothing's there then you get into your four out one and you do a little ball screen you get a shot off like that's that's more than enough time that's, and, these, and it's also about probably the average length I would say of most possessions um, already and like uh, unless a team's playing zone like you're probably seeing that like that's the natural timing of it anyway
1: secondly if you can't run a set in 35 seconds that's on the code that's on the coach and Let's say a set just doesn't, it, it you know, you had trouble getting the ball up the court for whatever reason. You get into your set a little bit too late in the shot clock, and you end up putting up a bad shot. Hey, guess what? You only got to wait 35 seconds again to try again. You get, a, you get another opportunity at it. Like, do it again. See if you can figure it out the next time. You're going to have bad shots. You name one basketball game where a team didn't take a bad shot. It's such a flawed rationale it may actually be the best point that like it's people expecting there to be a shot clock and then all of a sudden the scores being the 80s and 90s are misguided i don't think anybody's really expecting that what i don't look at it from like it will improve the offense type of game for me adding a shot clock will definitively and automatically delete eliminate and throw away stall ball you will not be able to do it with a shot clock. I don't care if it improves the offense at all. It doesn't really matter to me. What it will factually take out is teams holding the ball at midcourt, waiting, wasting time. I've seen teams do it with a minute left in the half. I've seen teams do it with a minute 30 left oh, in a quarter. A,
0: a minute just... and a minute and a half is commonplace. And, that, and that's, that's just, a joke. That's that possessions. Is...
1: And I don't care. I have people being like, that's not a real issue in Kentucky. You don't have teams do it. First off. Shut up. Yes, they do. I've seen it with my own eyes. It happens. Secondly, I wouldn't care if it only happened once all season. Teams doing that, it's a disgrace to basketball to not play the game. It's an absolute joke. It's an absolute joke. So if it eliminated it just one time, the shot clock to me would be worth it because stall ball is not basketball. It's cowards basketball, and it needs to not happen. So that was, that was well, another terrible rationale. I also had these guys comparing uh, college basketball scoring to high school scoring in the Sweet 16 to indicate that it actually isn't needed. I mean, just people living like, in fantasy lands.
0: Also, the Sweet 16 is like the best teams in the state. Like, they're, they're pretty good, so it doesn't... And,
1: and they're also not, for the most part, playing stall ball. But it does, I mean, even yeah. in the Sweet 16, it does but happen.
0: It's I would have even way. liked it. I mean, uh, I used to give... Uh, my coach Hell, like after the fact, like because he would he would have us take the air out of the ball in the fourth quarter, and that's when we start playing tight, and we 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 blow huge leads all the time because we just quit playing. Shot clock takes that out of the game. Like you have to just continue to keep playing. And that's my biggest argument for it. Like, because uh the the whole sitting around like it's just it's not basketball. It's I I yell at other teams during intramurals. It's like, dude, or we came out here to play basketball. I don't care about winning or losing. Why are you holding the ball in old man basketball? Like, let's play. That that frustrates me to no end, and uh, I just I I'd I'd love to see it in the the one good thing uh, TJ is it was at least forty two percent for the boys, so um, I that that's that's getting close. Maybe in a year or two it'll happen when it becomes more commonplace. Um, the numbers I checked. When i when I was initially writing the story yesterday, a year ago there were only eleven states that had it, and then the NFHS said like, no, if you want it, go go do it. Um, and that's already up to seventeen in one year. So I have a feeling it'll be like a medical marijuana, sports gambling situation where solely but surely it's it's it'll it'll get here. It just it just might take us a couple extra years.
1: it'll it'll be there at some point and then another answer that they that they could not uh the response i got was basketball leagues are conformist but i asked why do you think every serious basketball league has a shot clock why do you think the nba has a shot clock why do you think internationally there's shot clocks why do you think college basketball women's college basketball why do you think these places have shot clocks because it's better for the game or worse for the game do you think these leagues that are that you know, or businesses that have to be watchable to function to exist. Why do you think they implemented shot clocks because it's worse or better for basketball? And their rationale, these goobers on Twitter, was that leagues are just conformists. So once one does one, everyone feels like they need to do it. Listen, Isn't that what the most like, candy um, land are these people living in? I they, they do it, folks, because it makes for better basketball, it makes for entertaining basketball. Nobody wants to watch teams play in the 20s and 30s, even at high school varsity level. And secondly, on top of that, even if you're against shot clocks, isn't a part of high school basketball being able to prepare people for the next level? So, which college, which high school basketball players that are going to go play at the next level, couldn't benefit from learning how to play within a shot clock before they get there? Because all of them, whether they go NIA, Division Three, Division Two, Division One, if they go to some semi-pro league there's going to be a shot clock. So if you care about development and getting kids ready for the next stage, they need to learn to play with shot clocks. And no, it doesn't need to be a 24-second NBA shot clock, Roush, but uh, 35 right, seconds right. will be good for high school basketball. It's going to happen one day. No no one good reason I heard for not doing it.
0: Yeah, saying that the leagues are conformist is just like uh, – it, it, it reminds me of like online political speak. You know, like, just using, like, words that are, they're just being conformist. Uh, it's like, uh, is that, uh, No, nobody's thinking like that. Like, that's not, I just don't want to see Trinity run three sets in a row for a, a minute and 30 and reset and do it all over again. Like, you have good athletes, just go play basketball. Like, basketball doesn't, <laughs> basketball is the most overcoached sport, in my opinion, TJ. Like, you, just look at end of game situations where there's timeouts every 30 seconds. Uh, at the end of the day, we should let these players play. Having a shot clock would do that, and, and if anything, like I, I think, I I think the reason why. People are hesitant to do it is I think the the have nots are worried that mm-hmm. it might extend the gap because they can't just play stall ball to keep things going. Oh,
1: that's exactly what it is. That was yep. that was the next that was how I was gonna wrap this up. Is these people just don't want to flat out say it. A lot of them are coaches that are tweeting me and and texting me uh the Nate Bryan guy got in on it he oh I mean, he's as, a
0: total loser oh
1: as big as a loser as the biggest the
0: biggest loser on Twitter in the state of Kentucky
1: and and of course you won't be surprised to hear that his rationale was horrible a horrendous shot or none at all turnover in 30 seconds is better than a yeah, good shot rewarding good seconds, defense, rewarding good be defense. A sh- and this is hold on, let me finish here. Uh, He says, that's going to be a stretch for poor small schools who don't get to pick their players to get on board. Nate, (laughs) I'm sorry, you may or may not be a good person. I don't really know you personally. Your Twitter account, you're filled with bad takes, and that doesn't make a person a bad person necessarily. But poor small schools can get good shots in 50 seconds, but they can't get good shots in 30 seconds? (laughs) What? What? That was like what you actually thought. Hey, here's a good response to this tweet. If only teams have more time, it's a guarantee that means they're going to get better he, shots. It's just is, nonsensical.
0: I, I love that his takes always go back to high schools should never recruit anybody ever, and if they do, they're evil, and we should put them, send them to the gulag to never ever uh, play sports again.
1: Yeah, it's it's just uh, is he the guy that like was trying to. Call out high school seniors for the or high school players for like, didn't he get into something with like a source off or something?
0: Yeah. Oh, he, he, he does stuff like that all the time. Um, yeah.
1: I, but I think you're, I think you're 100% right. I think these people just don't want to flat out say it, but I think they, what they're thinking is my team's not good enough. And the only way I'm going to be able to win is if we can shorten games and limit possessions. And a shot clock's just going to make better teams win easier, which, Got some bad news about how sports works, folks. Better teams usually find a way to win games. And if it makes for more blowouts, then that makes for more running clocks, and that may be better for everybody involved as well. So I, I'm sorry that you're not going to be able to play stall ball to a state championship. <laughs> but just admit, and I'd feel a lot better, too, if they just came out and said that. If they were yeah, just like, Listen, yeah, yeah. Just submit it. it. It helps me win with the talent level I have if we can limit possessions. That's why I'm against shot clocks. But to act like it's not going to help the game, yes it will. It, it's not good for possessions, why not? Why why not? And secondly, more and more states each and every year are getting shot clocks. I think it's 17 up yeah, to this point. Yeah, up to point. 17 now. And There's
0: 6 new ones last year. Going uh, back
1: to the old we don't have the we don't have the means. We don't have the power. Like If California, throughout their entire ginormous state, can do this, Kentucky yeah. can do it.
0: Georgia, if, Georgia's d- done it, too, and Georgia's a huge, I mean...
1: Oh, yeah. If New like York it. can do it, which New York has huge, big cities, and they also have rural parts, if they can find a way to do it, I would think that Kentucky, a state that prides itself on basketball, is going to be able to find a way to make it well, happen. So if anybody's got a good reason out there that we haven't covered... Please text on into the Thornton's text line. The best reason is it's going to make it harder for my team or my favorite team to win, and that's why I'm against it. At least you're being honest there. I don't think it's a good enough reason to stop the momentum altogether, but at least you're just not making up uh, e- e- excuses.
0: Well, and uh, to to add to that, the uh, excuse me I had a, had a frog in my throat. I. The, the reason why they did that in those states, too, is because they have these high-end top basketball players who, like, they wanted to play with a shot clock. Like, you think Bronny James wants to play stall ball games? You think Ian Jackson in New York City wants to play in stall ball games? Like, they're doing it to benefit the athletes that are going to play at the next level. Well, guess what? Kentucky's now offered kids in the state of Kentucky in three straight classes. Jasper Johnson got an offer earlier this week thought he already had one tj but nevertheless um like it, it will it will benefit the kentucky athletes it will not hurt them and uh there's our ted talk on it we just you said you spent too much time arguing with people yesterday but you know what i it's a great topic because it it it's high school basketball but not getting into the semantics of high school basketball you know
1: yeah, that uh, needed. I, we won't waste any more time on. I'm definitely not going to do it on Twitter today. Although whenever Nate Bryan does wake up, I'm sure he'll he'll have some terrible response that will get me all triggered. The guy's out. relentless too. Man. Scott, he has ta- not have
0: the last word.
1: Scott Tackett tweeted and said, you do realize with a 30-second shot clock, teams could only get eight possessions per, quor- per quarter, don't you? Yeah, Scott, because both teams are just going to stand at midcourt, hold the ball for third- for 24 seconds, and then the Sweet. final six, they're going to go initiate he, their offense.
0: He's saying and there it's, would be less hard- possessions in a quarter because of the shot clock? they're like, they're where, saying that it actually may
1: make the offense it'll make scoring worse.
0: No, no, no. That's like that's just like counter like that's illogical. Like you were that, that is, I don't even that is just like I, I didn't take philosophy, but that's provably false. Like that that, that makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, uh, it's so bad. It's just so
1: so terrible. All right, let's end our one here. We're going to do yeah. Scoots trivia Roush versus me in the first edition of scoots trivia boom and we return to start our number two you're not yeah roush and i have no idea what to expect we're excited about it
0: oh man i just can't wait to hear big broadcaster voice from old scooter dingus
1: you're gonna hear professional scoots next time you hear us talk on the radio this is krc on the big x we'll be right back <laughs>
2: over you say over i ain't heard no family
0: welcome back for hour two of kentucky roll call
2: nothing is over until we decide it is
0: with walker and rosh we're just getting started bro
2: and welcome back here for hour two of kentucky roll call Trivia Thursday here, brought to you as always by Thornton's, Salsa Rita's, and Shady Ray. So, and welcome here back into the Big X Studios. Justin Kalen, alongside TJ Walker and Nick Roush as we get you set for Trivia Thursday. Boys, you ready for a little th- trivia? Yeah! Woo! Trivia! Trivia! That's what I was looking for. All right, so we're going to keep the same way we've been doing it. We're going to set the over-under. So which of you would like to go first?
0: Roush won the last time. I say he gets to pick. I'll pick the over-under there, Mr. Uh, Mister Kalen. Okay, Roush. Today?
2: So let me get some music fired up here, and we will get on our way. Roush, first question of this trivia here on this Thursday, including last night. How many episodes of Survivor have there been?
0: Oh, wow. Um, ooh, quick math. Um, oh, man, I suck at math. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the over under at it 690, uh, Mr. Kalen.
2: 690, okay, TJ. What you got? Over under 690 on Survivor episodes ever?
1: Man, that's a I think that's an amazing number by Roush. when you said the question. I'm going to always just have the number in my head, and then what Roush says on the over-under, obviously i got to stick to my guns. I would have said 650, so I, I narrowly have to go under.
2: And this point is going to belong to TJ. The number <laughs> 637 is the number for oh, wow. Survivor episodes.
0: Well, because I assumed, I, I figured they, they used to do about 20 per season, but I know um, they've dialed back some.
1: I'm retiring. I'll never
0: do better. I, mean, I was 13 off on how many, That's uh, pretty how great. many episodes of Survivor. Pretty, when pretty good. On for... Coming out hot in your trivia debut, Mr. Sports Talker, that, that shifts the line over to you. All, All right. right.
2: Yeah, I blow this. TJ, now your time to set the line. What year did the famous Tim McGraw song, I like it, I love it, come out? I will say 1998. Okay. Broush?
0: Uh, I was gonna say 99. So over wh- whatever that is, uh, from 99 through 2000. I'll wow,
2: we maybe have an upset brewing here, folks. TJ with another one. 1995 is the answer on that.
1: Oh man, why would it be an upset?
2: Well, uh, you didn't play last I'm the week. The reigning champ. You did. I'm he right. is the reigning champ. That, he that is, a is accurate. He too. <laughs> All right, so this one is for Roush to set. You have to know some trivia here. So, number of miles from the arena of the number one seed in the West of the NBA playoffs to the arena of the number one seed of the East in the NBA playoffs. What is that mileage?
0: Oh, gosh. Who is the number one seed in the... Okay, okay, okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to set the line at uh, 800... no, nine hundred miles. Nine hundred miles.
2: Nine hundred miles. Way. Okay, TJ.
1: Yes. A tougher question would be just to name the one seeds in both of them. <laughs> I know Milwaukee <laughs> was the one in the East. I don't know exactly who it was in the West. I think it's Denver.
0: West one. Yeah. Rob, yep. say something. Yeah, I just said it took me a second to figure it out, but I I, I got there. I got there.
1: I still don't know who it is. Um I think it's Denver. I'll go over just because Milwaukee pretty much anywhere west of, let's just say Denver, is going to be more than 900 miles. So I'll say over.
2: Wow, 30 of oh, clean sweep today. 1045 miles.
1: Damn it. i mean, it's only Den- was only only 100 miles off. It was Milwaukee Denver, Denver. F-
2: from Milwaukee to Denver. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I couldn't. I, I knew. I thought maybe it was Phoenix, but I knew Denver had the home court advantage there. And then between the Warriors and Lakers, I knew neither one of them were one, So I figured it was Denver, but I still figured Denver and Milwaukee would be quite the the haul. That's a lot of miles, a lot All of right. ground to cover. Y-
2: y'all want to keep going for five and zero here? Might you you just... save
1: it? Do you want to save it for next week? I've already, I already won. Well, I got to right, qu- play it out. Let's play it out. Yeah, I got a question yeah, in here
2: for you, TJ, and it's your time to set the over/under. So this is going to work out perfectly. This is this is disputed a little bit, but first made in Manchester, New Hampshire. What year did the chicken tender originate?
1: 1963,
0: baby. Okay, Rouse? I'm going way under. I would think it would be like uh, 1906 or something.
2: 1974. TJ gets another what one.
0: What were we doing with our chicken before him? Not making it, baby. <laughs> God. I guess because they, they they just kept the bones in for so long. All right, Ralph. All right,
2: I'm gonna give okay. you. I'm gonna give you the heads, or I'm gonna give you the advantage on this question. Not really sure why. I'm just going to. This you have to know a little bit of history as well for this one. At its deepest depth in feet, how deep? Is Lake Okeechobee? I have to know history? To well, you have, know you have o- to know where Lake Okeechobee is, first of all.
0: <laughs> um, I'd never heard of it, so I'll just say um, yeah, 80 feet.
2: DJ, do you know where Lake Okeechobee is?
1: I do not. Uh, I will say 360 feet, Bob.
2: Lake Okeechobee is the biggest lake in the state of Florida, and its max depth. Is twelve feet. Point to Roush, but he still loses.
0: There I'm, you have it. I
1: guess him. I'm I'm slow on my Lake Okeechobee
0: history. Man, I'm yeah, disappointed. You should know that it's basically a swamp lake. Um, but nevertheless, um, I got got. I and got got. TJ, congrats on your first trivia win. All that practice in the dozen is is paid off. Thank you,
1: thank you. Yeah, those those were solid. I didn't like the Lake Okeechobee question, but besides that, I thought the, well, the spirit of the game was was really fun. I, I really, Definitely.
2: I really thought you all would know where Lake Okeechobee was, so that's on me. But I was looking it up earlier this week. Isn't that crazy? Twelve feet at its max depth.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is pretty. Cool. I mean, that is. I mean, that wild. is nuts. And it's the biggest lake in Florida. It is.
2: Yeah, not even close.
1: Man, that is that uh, that is pretty crazy. If, if
2: you look at it. if you look at a map of Florida, they've got like one big water in the middle of the state. That is Lake Okeechobee. But yeah, it's only twelve feet, 12 oh, feet deep. Wow,
1: huh? And we maybe I should have known that if you were going to pick like a lake in some random state, it'd probably be the one that you'd lived in. Other other so good. All right, okay, all right. That's fun, and that is a fun little piece of history. Everybody, give it up for Scoots on his first week of trivia. I love the big boy. I will.
0: I will say that I think after doing the trivia for a while that I'm, I'm anti-setting lines, though. Because nothing's worse than setting a good line, and then like it doesn't matter if the yeah. person just picks that's the true. right side of it. You know? That's
1: true. It is just kind of like 50-50 at that point. You could have do all the work, and I could just guess and get lucky. So Well, we'll switch uh, it up.
2: It, it won't be the over-under every week. I'll switch it up like TJ did.
1: Yeah, well, good job, Scoots. We appreciate you. You did great. That was a lot of fun. There's your trivia Thursday brought to you by all our great sponsors on Big Exports Radio Shady Rays, Salseritas, Thornton's. And let me tell you about Shady Rays because right now you can get a nice discount with using promo code Big X at checkout. Don't forget to use Big X at checkout. To get your polarized sunglasses, they look like designer brands, but you're not paying a designer price. And secondly, you get insurance on them. If you lose them, break them, they get stolen, or you just want another pair, small processing fee, bada boom, bada bing, they send them right back to your door. Brand spanking new, new pair. They do a lot of great stuff at Shady Rays. Each and every time you buy, you're helping feed hungry folks in America, and you're also helping... Kentucky roll call at Big X Sports Radio, and use that promo code Big X at checkout. Perfect for gifts. If you got, it's it's kind of getting up on wedding season. Perfect for like groomsmen. What are you gonna get? You know, you don't want to break the bank on getting groomsmen gifts. Just give mm-hmm. everybody a really stylish pair of shady rays. So when you're taking your pictures, you can put them on, look like the men in black, have a lot of fun. You have a busy wed-
0: wedding season this year. Um, kind of. Um. It- not like incredibly busy, like as far as quantity, but the quality. Like I'm into weddings, in this fall, so there's a lot of stuff. Oh. Like I had, and and the thing was too, one of them, like one, I'm the best man. That bachelor party is like the week before SEC media days. So the other bachelor party was gonna be the week after, and I was just like, dude, I can't, I can't just leave my family for like a month. Like that would be, uh, I. I, I I would be like sad uh, at your bachelor party, so that was tough. That was tough, but uh, where was that bachelor party going? Charleston, the same place as the other bachelor party I'm going to. You have
1: two in Charleston. Wow. So how does the other one feel about you going to one but not the other?
0: Well, and and that was uh, like I Drama. think he, he said he wasn't uh, upset. He's like, if it was anybody else, I'd probably be mad, but like I get it. You've got two kids and. You know that's a lot, and so yeah, um, yeah. Like I, I want to go, but also just having bachelor parties where you gotta do a mini vacation is just it. It's different when you're 20s and you're you, you're single or you. It's just you and your wife or something. It's now with kids and everything, it's just like ah, it's tough. It's tough.
1: It can be challenging for sure. Well, that's exciting. Uh, I've got weddings, but they all seem to be in the fall. Which is slightly disappointing, but they'll be yeah. fun. And yeah. uh, I, I'm not in them, and I don't think I have any bachelor parties this summer either. So, be a little—they—they they may be behind me, Roush. I may be at that age.
0: Nice, nice. Um, did you know that you, you know what's on the docket for tomorrow? What's that? We've got a rough and rowdy tomorrow night.
1: We do, we do. do Which we- I'm—I'm—I'm gonna—I'm gonna watch, obviously, because it's entertaining TV. But they really need to get a good marquee fight and not like a Jose Canseco like a gimmick. They just need to get two really good boxers to fight. And if one is like a celebrity or something but they're a good fighter, then so be it. They need they need another marquee matchup.
0: I I I just I don't I don't care. I'm kind of in in, in the middle of it. Um the the one thing I will say is that there is um like I probably will agree with you because there's not um there's not the same buzz amongst my friends like like, hey, guys, we, we want to get together and watch. I, I'm not getting I'm not getting a lot of feedback, which is unfortunate because I, I, I enjoy the the casual night of hanging out and watching those because it's, you know, just not asking for a whole lot.
1: Well, you can you can come over to my house, buddy. Scoots, you're invited to. We can have a little rough and rowdy night and it will be, uh, it, it, it'll be a good time. One thing I do want to add just and we're going to put it behind us with the shot clock debate. When I did say that these people are in the minority, so they just feel like they have to be louder, not factually true because it did get voted down. They did vote on it. it, it the the, the no's won. So in the coaching world, they're not in the minority. They're very clearly in the majority. I just think if you ask the casual high school basketball fan throughout the state, hey, do you enjoy watching stallball, or would you like to see a shot clock? It would be around 70%. Of people would, you know, maybe I'll do a Twitter poll on that, see what, see what people think about that. But I do, I did at least want to clarify that because that is somewhat inaccurate to say they're in the minority. They voted on it. And for now, no shot clock. It will change at some point. We'll get a shot clock in Kentucky, but uh, you'll and it'll it'll maybe like some other things with Kentucky sports gambling and stuff like that where once you see the surrounding states start to do it, there'll be a little bit more pressure on our state to do it. Is that a conversation that happens at all in Indiana basketball scoots?
2: Uh, oh yeah yeah, absolutely all the time which I was thinking about that earlier when we were discussing it. Isn't it crazy that the Mecca for high school basketball is in this region, whether it's Indiana or Kentucky? And neither state has a shot clock? Pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's kind of wild, but it is what it is. We're gonna move we're gonna move past it. Rosh, did you see the Uganda Kingsley on Enzo video yesterday?
0: I did. I did. I liked uh, I liked the left handed stuff. It's very old school of me, but uh you know, I, I know some are probably like, oh wow, he can shoot threes. Um don't get used I, to that, folks. I'm more so of a like, okay, this guy can, if he can make a left handed and a right handed hook shot, I, you know, learning a bunch of post moves is overrated. Just learning one great one that's unblockable, that's that's the move right there. And uh, Un- unblockable. Unblockable. Mm hmm.
1: There, that's actually the the correct way to say it. I loved his little pop shot drill he was doing, where he was just like I don't know what three feet away from the basket and just catch shoot, catch shoot, catch shoot, catch shoot, because he will have those all day. Yeah, and You need yeah. to be able to make them. Uh, I agree with you too. When you're his size, you don't need to you don't need to know how to finesse other fives with just an uh, assortment of moves. Which,
0: hook shot over him, like they yeah, can't block it. Exactly.
1: Or if when you, you when he puts
0: his arm up, the basketball will be like. Ten feet, eleven feet in the air? Yeah. Oh like you can, nobody's blocking that. So if you can get that down. Now, the left the left-handed ones weren't as I mean, they went in, but they didn't look as smooth. But just mm-hmm. keep working on it, big guy, and uh and you'll get there. I thought the one drill was cool where he was doing uh, two ball, the
1: two ball drill? Yeah. yeah.
0: That was that was it's just cool to see somebody be able to carry basketballs like that, too, like their baseballs. I, I think that's too. actually,
1: i would never seen, you know, you, you see these workout videos from time to time. i would never seen that, which I'm sure it's not totally uncommon for people that do that stuff. I like the idea between it, though, like learn how to move with a ball in your hand, even, you know, even if it's your offhand, it, it'll just get you more comfortable with those positions, different sets that you have to get in. And even though he's only scoring with one of the, if you didn't see the video, you have no idea what we're talking about. But even if you're scoring with just one of the balls, uh, it's still getting you used to it. I liked it. All right. And uh hopefully he takes that big jump and he can be that rim protector, that five that Cal is, is more used to playing with. And if you have him at the five and you have Bradshaw at the four in certain lineups, that's a lot of length. That's going to be potentially hard to score against that group if you're if you're UK, let's talk a little bit more basketball, because where are these Oscar Sheboy transfer portal rumors coming from, Roush? Can we I, put them I, down?
0: I haven't even seen them. So you have to enlighten me. I, it's I was
1: speculation more than anything else, because you have some of the people in the college basketball world teasing big time news. And I, I think Kyle Tucker had a tweet saying, I think here's where I think it came from is that I think Slater Andrew Slater who's kind of a handler in the college basketball world he's not really a media member but he's more of a just behind the scenes mover and shaker sort of deal and that's how he has so much inside information he also
0: think- is the most he he tweets in like he's like a 17 year old when it comes to vague like little hints and stuff
1: yeah yeah he does he, he, I think, tweeted out that, like, you're going to see more former McDonald's All-Americans enter the transfer portal. And I did see a lot of UK fans say, oh, no, it's going to be Chris Livingston. And... I think Cal Tucker said, no, it's not going to be Chris yep. Livingston. I think had, that's why people started to kind of go, well, if it's not Chris Livingston, is it Oscar Sheboy? When I don't think there's any guarantee it was a UK player at all. Yeah,
0: right, right. Like there's McDonald's All-Americans all over the place. There are, um, correct. But, um, and, and Jack even said, too, that there was some worry for a little bit of time that Livingston would put his name in the portal if he returned. Um but that those concerns are largely gone. I I did find it interesting too the timing of Kyle dropping his piece because he's been very I mean, on this show and now again on the athletic, talking to NBA scouts who are just like, whoever's telling Chris Livingston to go pro need to have their head examined. That like and that sort of the ferocity of those words, it's still like there's nothing inside of me that believes that he's not going to go to the NBA like I I just I don't it's very unusual where especially in this day of age in the nil era where that was supposed to be the convincing like the the reason why you you have nil the biggest benefit to it is for guys exactly like Chris Livingston but yet it seems to be falling any sort of feedback seems to be falling on deaf ears
1: yeah that that whole situation's weird I like if Chris Livingston comes back to Kentucky obviously I'll get excited about it but I, the more I have thought about it, if he was unwilling to play the four at any point last year, he's not going to play the four this year. So if Chris Livingston comes back, he's going to mostly be cutting into Justin Edwards' minutes. Which I think there could be some games where Chris Livingston could be the best player on the floor and have the biggest impact in the game. But then I think there could be other games where it's like, are we? Why? Are, you know, we need Justin Edwards to to continue to grow and get better, and because he could be a player in March that drops. 30 in a game and and it leads the team on a big March run potentially. So the more I think about it, the more I kind of move down Chris Livingston in my who I want to join this roster pecking order. Obviously, if he comes back, there would be plenty to get excited about. I won't be mad about it by any stretch of the imagination. But if we're kind of rating who we want to see come back to UK or who we want to see join the fold, I would rather have. Keyshaw Johnson from San Diego State. I really would. I really More would rather than a have him than Chris Livingston. Man, I think that's a hot take, but I know that when Chris Livingston's gonna be trying to improve his draft stock, KJ's gonna be trying to help the Cats
0: win. So Yep. And and uh gosh, I hate I hate that we sound so takey in that, but like there's also an element of how annoying was it to to know that like to hear Cal say maybe I should play Chris at the four. Meanwhile, just like you're you're dealing with clutch. Like we got to deal with clutch with Bradshaw. Bradshaw is going to be playing the four this year. I could do. Do we, we got to be beholden to whatever Chris's demands are as well? And is that going to lead to team chemistry issues?
1: Cat. The the clutch
0: cats. The clutch cats. Yeah. I, I cats. just i i hate like that. It's we sound like we're just these crazy loons. Like they would want Keyshawn Johnson over Chris Livingston, but I think I'm kind of there. Yeah, and
1: this is a change of opinion. I think I just literally yesterday said that like, eh, I think NBA potential, there's a reason KJ's still in college. I think I'd go Livingston. After thinking on it, I changed my mind. I think I want the player that's going to just say, hey, here's my role. I don't have my re- representation telling you you have to do this or you have to do that with me. And I'm not blaming Chris for any of that. He, By all accounts, he seems like a great kid. I think his story is somewhat impressive. He's always chosen the harder path throughout his Mm -hmm. career. I I just think he's got some people that are saying, we know what's best for you, just let us do our thing. And while those people may have a track record of getting people paid, I I think they're they're somewhat hurting Chris Livingston's development. He'll be fine. He's a good player. But I think by demanding him to play this position or have this role – is, is not necessarily a, a great look or a great overall for his development if he if he played the floor at for at UK he guarded the four at UK that's probably going to be more similar to the type of players that he's going to be guarding in the NBA because everybody's big everybody's big everybody can spread the floor everybody's fast but it is what it is I, I just I think in my pecking order of who I want let's go through it let's go through who we want I think number one I'd probably put is it crazy to say I put Kobe Brown over Oscar Sheboy at number one?
0: Yeah, yeah. You think that's crazy? Yeah, especially because it, like, it's – I mean, it, it feels so inconceivable. It's like, why even invest any heart into it, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, as I said yesterday, but I, I won't be shocked if we hear him enter the transfer
0: portal. Well, it, my, my big thing, though, TJ, is, like, I mean, you got it. The, the front court needs bodies and greatest rebounder in UK basketball history. You, you take, you know, sure. Team kind of needs.
1: Sure. But again, like just, maybe it's just the, you got a hype video. They got me. You got to be hyped after watching this. I, you get a shop blocker there. You could have either – or I know Bradshaw wants to play the four. Okay, you're going to play the four, buddy. Wink, wink. (laughs) You could put him at the five, Kobe Brown at the four. Like, that's just an offensive lineup you're not stopping. You're just not stopping it if it were to happen. I think I'd have him number one, and I don't think it's going to happen. I guess I'd – you know what? Here's actually where – here's my pecking order. I should write this down. Number one's Antonio Reeves. Get that dude back. Please. Just get him back. You need a shooter from the outside. You need another scorer from the perimeter. We're all assuming that he is. When we look at next year's team, we all just assume that he's going to be back. Let's just go ahead and make that bad boy official because I will feel much better about things knowing that, hey, DJ and Dilly, they're going to be great guards and they're going to be fun to watch. But if they have an off night, you know you have a guy that can drop 25 points in a blink of an eye. You can also go like one of 13 and lose your tournament game potentially. But he was consistent. He was mostly consistent to to end the season last year. So he'd be number one. Number two, I'd go Kobe Brown for the reasons that we just mentioned. Number three, I would go Oscar Sheboy, which is kind of crazy to put him at this point in the list, but that's where I'm at with this. And then who would be uh, who would be four? Who what? Are, oh, uh, Keyshawn. Keyshawn, I put him at four. Yep. And then I'd put Chris Livingston at five. And if I'm um, missing anybody, I- let me know.
0: I'm slightly – like, I'd put Oscar over Reeves just because I I have that many worries about just having enough bodies in the front court, especially with the injuries and stuff that we've had to deal with in recent years. Another part that we don't talk about, Keyshaw Johnson either, he started in 71 straight games. Durability is a strength. Like it, It's weird to say that uh, because sometimes luck has to do with it, but, like, dude played in 71 straight games. Uh, That's impressive. So yeah, I, I, w- I would flip that. And I, I just don't even consider Kobe Brown an option. Um, sorry, Mark, Ma- I'm, I'm, I'm just not following for Mark Maggard.
1: <laughs> well, I, I've, I've talked with some people close to kind of Missouri and stuff like that, and they, they don't think it's impossible that he does enter the portal, but it, it does seem like between the NBA folks and even Missouri folks, everybody still just assumes he's he, he wants to be an NBA player,
0: and gotcha. that's
1: so I, I don't. I don't think it's and gonna he happen. He feels either. like he
0: could. He would be an NBA player too. The sure. combine is next week. I'm assuming he's gonna go. Oscar is Oscar, Chris, and Reeves. They're the three from UK that will be there. Or am uh, I, I don't am think gonna...
1: was Reeves invited.
0: I don't. I don't. I don't know. I Poppin just... wasn't invited.
1: Livingston, I'm pretty sure was. Oscar was. I don't think Reeves was.
0: Who's the third then?
1: Casein uh, Wallace.
0: Oh. Yeah, Casey Moss. The NBA Draft Combine 2, worst, worst offseason event in the history. Like it's it sucks because nobody does anything there unless you're a second-round pick. It's annoying.
1: Antonio Reeves and Jacob Toppin invited to NBA G-League Elite Camp.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: That's uh, May 13th, 14th in Chicago. So this weekend in Chicago, you would think that Reeves would go through that. And then probably, you know, have enough feedback shortly after that to make a decision one way or another. I do a
0: couple individual team workouts and then be done with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing around May, 20, May, uh, May 20th or so. So the week after next uh, would be my guess. You think there's hearing. any
1: Kansas State players at this uh, elite camp that could guard Antonio for the weekend just to, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. We love Antonio Reeves. I hope he kills oh, it. Um, yeah. I, and he may have an option to have like a two way deal or go G League if he's just ready to do that. But hopefully UK would have a solid nil situation for him set up. He's number one for me. Gotta get Antonio Reeves back. Otherwise, you're rolling the dice with people that have never played college basketball before in the backcourt and just saying, figure it out, be good, hit threes, score, do everything. And I I I don't I don't love that. I don't love that. So
0: no um I do love that uh, getting to the Thornton's Tex line. We're going to do that after the break, but first, Mary Nickmas. They've announced the Nickelodeon game for Christmas. The Raider the Chiefs are at the Raiders. Uh guess the line, Scooter Dingus. There's a line already out. No, but we're gonna we're gonna oh, play the okay. game. I'm saying Chiefs minus eight and a half. Oh it'll Why be Why are you doing a line game seven months away? Cause like what 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 else? I mean, it'll be higher than that, Ralph. At, at the Raiders, you're oh, gonna say higher than? Yeah, that? absolutely. Guess what?
2: Uh, I was gonna go nine and a half. Okay.
1: I'm not you participating did. in such <laughs>
0: silliness.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I refuse to. I'm sorry.
0: Well, 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 I guess TJ's betting on Jimmy G to cover the big number.
1: Oh, people forget about Jimmy G.
0: Yeah, people in, do. NFL
1: schedule released today.
0: Yep. Eight PM. Yeah. They're gonna like I said yesterday, they do the slow leak. This one was on CBS because they're a paramount company and that's where Nickelodeon's gonna have the game. But the Nickelodeon game is pretty great because especially Lucy will be a little bit older this year and you'll just be like, Look, Lucy Slum and it'll it'll let you watch the game a little bit longer. No, I'll be watching the game whether Lucy likes it or not. No. Yeah. Uh, Yeah,
1: that's – Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. I'll be very excited for Green Bay to have a lot more 1 o'clock games. They will not be in primetime nearly as much this season. And I will love it, baby, because I did not like staying up on Monday night, uh, Sunday night even. Thursday nights I'm cool with. If Green Bay is going to have primetime, put it on Thursday. But besides that, give me those 1 o'clock Sundays. I'll head up to – Joe's older than dirt and watch them and have a great you're time. You're not going
0: to and- spend $350 for uh, the well, Sunday yeah. ticket?
1: Nah, I don't think I'm going to eh, – you know, I could probably maybe be talked into it now that it's on YouTube TV, but probably not. No, I'll go up to my yeah. local watering holes. Always a good time seeing all the different NFL jerseys. You hear people screaming, you're like, oh, what what team is screaming? Something happened in that game. You look up, you have on the <laughs> TV, you got fantasy interest going on. Ah, I wish it was football season. Not yet though. Not yet. All right, we're gonna give the imaginary lines for all the other NFL games when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. They're walking
0: okay. in hey, the Play something country something country welcome to kentucky roll call i don't work within the exact boundaries of the law because i wasn't consulted when the laws were made
1: That was a very Trevor Kelsey rejoin there. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Bro, Sports go. Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. And while it's been hot on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page lately, holy smokes, Trevor Kelsey played the worst music I'd ever heard on the Mike Rutherford Show yesterday. Scoots, oh, did gosh. you get to hear any of it?
2: I did not, but it's hard to believe that he could go worse than I've heard in the
0: past.
1: He was playing like I think cover bands that Weezer was like Weezer oh. was doing covers of songs.
0: The Billy Jean one was horrendous. It was so cringeworthy, so bad.
1: He did like a No Scrubs Weezer cover. It was horrible. Yikes. Like Brotherford was getting so steamed at him and he just thought he was That that's like the Trevor Kelsey music experiment. Again, you'll get plenty of good songs. The thing I like about Trevor sometimes he plays songs I'd never heard and I'd be like, "Oh, that's pretty good." But then you'd get like where he just thinks he's being so cute and funny and playing the worst songs, and the more you complain about it and the more reaction you give him, the more he just eats it up and thinks it's the coolest thing since sliced bread.
0: Hey, but you know what? Uh, he got Mike to watch Shallow Hal, so um, he, can, he can chalk it up as a win.
1: Yeah, geez. That's not a great movie. No offense. <laughs> what
2: did Mike have to say about it?
1: Well, uh, he
0: hated it. Did he? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he hated it. You know, it's, it's uh, I, I I The thing is, there's a there's a there's a medium there. There is a happy medium. It's ridiculous, but it's like oh, there's a few chuckles here and there. Although Mike's biggest critique with the whole thing is like acting like Jack Black is some sort of catch and is only going to go with the biggest babes. It's probably the biggest plot plot pot. Yeah, yeah. Just like him. It's the biggest part that just doesn't really make any sense, uh,
1: and he, he was right that he was like, Well, sometimes you know, he'd see the, the girl's underwear would be huge, but like when he'd touch her, he wouldn't feel huge. It, it, there were worse than like plot holes in terms of like what would come across as inner beauty versus what would be realistic to actual life.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's almost it's just,
1: like it's a made up movie.
0: Yeah, it, it's weird how yeah. that
1: works. Well, they uh, go three to six. Is Spears is off today. Scoots, or is he back on? Uh, back on. All right. He's noon to one. And then you got Matt Tennyson and the Hoosier report at 11. All great stuff here on Big X all day. Keep it tuned in. And we've got one final segment for you. By the way, some breaking news. The NFL opening game. We knew it'd be the Chiefs. They're the Super Bowl champs, not the yeah, Eagles. They... Second, Trevor.
0: Yeah. They are uh... playing
1: the Detroit
0: Lions. What? what? The the Lions get opening night treatment. Oh my! Oh gosh! You know that Lions fans they're getting all excited just to get their hearts ripped out. Oh year. yeah! And oh it's, yeah! It's they're going to be brutal. the NFL darlings
1: this season until, of course, they're not. In which case, everybody will just forget that they're even an NFL franchise. My buddy Cody points out that the Lions are without Jameson will Williams for six weeks. They lost both their yep. starting running backs, including league leader in touchdowns. Uh, so. We'll see how that all goes for the Lions. But there's mm. your that's that will open up the NFL season in a very long time.
0: Um your gosh, matchups so,
1: released today as the day goes on. There's an weird, NFL show at like eight or seven or something, but by that point I bet we know the majority of the of the matchups.
0: Okay, should we get to the Thordins line? Let's do it. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number um we already hit one early on because i went out of order now where do we go to the first one tj did you see they're opening up an Earl's by your old stomping grounds on bargetown road wild to see one pop up shortly after you saying they're not an ideal location you're gonna scream for some ice cream
1: well i mean would we consider bargetown road an ideal location no offense
0: i mean it's pretty popular for food and drink and eats
1: and everybody always compliments the highlands for their easy parking <laughs> that's what I've always said growing up in the highlands Easy
0: like I, I've never knock on wood have a ton of trouble though well
1: I where mean, are you going in the highlands
0: um when we went to Cherokee triangle we found a pretty easy spot um I mean I'm typically going to like O'Shea's or somewhere around there um but even when i like we went out to dinner at that um what's the the no is noche the Mexican place in the old church yes yeah we went there didn't yeah, have any. The,
1: those are the worst spots the spots that are actually on bargetown Road they don't really have their own parking lots but if they do it's like five cars so you either got to go side street or you got to park on bargetown Road it's I feel like side,
0: I feel like side streets though are pretty open though I, I, I never have trouble just like all right pull this way boom there's a spot
1: yeah yeah, I guess maybe it depends on the day, but that's good. Uh, I like Earlers, but no, I probably won't be. I, I, I won't be going to the one in the Highlands. I doubt very frequently.
0: But good for Earlers. Go Earlers. Yeah, we're back. We're back, baby. Um,
1: says, "Oh, what do you got?"
0: Oh, I was just gonna read the text.
1: Oh, okay, sure. Go ahead.
0: Uh, yes, you should lose your job over some words. It's pretty simple. Um, I'm going to get to the next one real quickly. It's not some weird cancel culture thing to think someone should lose their job for saying a homophobic slur on the radio. It's pretty standard. Um, And Yesterday, we learned that Bob Huggins will not be losing his job. He's giving up a million dollars a year in salary. He's going to be suspended from coaching some this year, although I didn't see the specific number of games.
1: I thought it was three games, but that could be wrong. Yeah, I
0: saw three Um, as well. Three doesn't seem like much at all. Uh, well, and he's getting going through sensitivity training. Sensitivity
1: uh, training hilarious. I wish that would be streamed. Like, what is, what is Bob Huggins going to learn from that sensitivity training? Hopefully something. You, you never know, I guess. Old dog, new tricks. But I, I like it. I like a little nuance with our punishments these days. I don't like the idea of just throwing away the person because they, they messed up. They made a mistake. They did something that they probably wish they could have back. This is creative this is different and if they feel like this is suffice i'm totally cool with it and i like that texture but like just saying that it sh- that you should lose your job over a word why like why, why is it, and and you know he didn't he didn't really follow up with anything that's really going to change my mind he says for certain words and certain positions yeah you probably it should be an automatic firing i just i couldn't disagree more i think there's context i think there's nuance that was a really ugly moment for bob huggins Not something that I endorse, but the dude has been doing interviews and radio and coaching press conferences and post-game, sometimes pre-game, radio, sometimes during the game. And as far as I know, I don't know if he's ever had another incident like this. I just I don't automatically buy in that like a career needs to be ended because. You made a mistake, Um, and I'm never going to. But people have different opinions on that stuff. I totally get it. I did enjoy seeing a little nuance with the punishment, though, from West Virginia, and hopefully this kind of catches on that, hey, you can learn more by forgiveness and teaching moments than just saying you're out of here. We never want to see you again.
2: Here's Here's the one thing that really bugs me about the whole thing, though, and we mentioned the three games, and we've seen it in the past with Bill Self. When are we going to get to the point where these three games are meaningful games instead of yeah, versus Coppin yeah. State and versus Long Beach State? Like, wh- when are we going to make them conference games, make it hurt a little bit? These cupcake games that they get to sit out, is, it, it's not
1: hurting them at all. Well, didn't Bill Self have to sit out the Champions Classic last year?
0: Yeah, that was one of his suspensions. He actually had a, a tough one. But, like, hell, Chris Mack, got how, how many would he get? Six games?
1: Yeah, those those were some meaningful
0: ones. I think, I think the teams early on. I think my my devil's advocate argument is like, I can get behind with what you're saying, TJ, and a million dollars a year is still a million dollars a year. Uh, But like, I I just would have liked to have seen a a lengthier suspension Um, because like, I'm all for forgiveness, but there's got to be some form of retribution for the highest. He's probably the highest paid public person in the state of West Virginia, I'd assume. So, uh, you you just hold those folks to a higher standard. I think that's the argument against for for terminating somebody is he's the highest paid public official in the state of West Virginia at a school that certainly has plenty of the people that he offended with that slur. Um, so th- that that that's the part where um, the argument against giving him a second chance.
1: And I'm not naive to think that like my opinion on the issue is the correct or the end all be all opinion on the issue. I do think a million dollars is nothing to bat an eye at. I mean, I, I know Bob Huggins probably isn't worried about money, but it's still, a million freaking dollars. And I, what I, I doesn't change what Bob Huggins said. He definitely shouldn't say it. Should never say it. But the people offended. I would just want to. Tell them like word, you shouldn't let words you shouldn't let words like that hurt you. You shouldn't be impacted. we're six and stones. I think we we can learn a lot from that. Not saying that it can't, not saying that it doesn't. I can't put myself in the shoe. I mean he did take a shot at Catholics as well. I am a Catholic. But like I there's there's bigger things to to focus on. I wouldn't let just some basketball coaches words get you down but I know it's not that simple for folks. A texter says on the Thornton's text line, uh, on the Livingston versus Johnson, give me the piece that fills the role and need, not the guy with the highest potential. We already have plenty of those guys. And and maybe it was your text, texter, that changed my opinion on this. But I I totally agree with that take. And Mm -hmm. uh, while I like Livingston, I think he's going to be a really, really good basketball player, wherever that ends up being, NBA, G League, wherever. I just I want I want the person that's going to buy into the team aspect more, and it seems like he shot Johnson for four years at San Diego State exclusively bought into the team aspect. So, hell yeah, with the group coming in, great text into the show.
0: The um, I just get this feeling that Chris Livingston is like kind of like an Alex Boythres. Like if he did come back,
1: that could be totally true.
0: Where like he has all this potential, but never consistently realizes it. Um, because we kind of got an, an Alex Poitier season out of him this year. Um,
1: an Alex Poitier's injury, I think, changed a lot for him. But
0: true, true. Uh, but it's actually when they demanded injury. less from him, like, like what is Livingston when he's not asked Livingston. to do a lot? Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. When I mean, if it turns out that like Wagner, Dillingham, and 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 Edwards can really run the show, what would Living? You know, would he just kind of? Be a turtle and get in a shell and not be able to do some good things. There were times last year where he wasn't like he wasn't he didn't have to be a scorer to be involved. You know he did some nice things and some his other best areas, games
0: were but, just cleaning the glass and mm-hmm. and hitting six foot shots or tip dunks or whatever. You know. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's a good point. A texter says, "No one's excited." Oh, we already read that one. I agree with TJ that high school basketball desperately needs a shot clock. Too many times we have played teams and they would just hold the ball the last two or three minutes and no action would be happening. Practically a game of keep-away, which is a major flaw. And this is coming from a coach for a team that just got smacked all throughout the season, and he's cool with a shot clock. I love it. And that's not the way basketball is supposed to be played, by not playing it. It's just – yeah. I don't know why that's such a hard take. Secondly, thank you for texting that in. These people are naive enough to think that's not happening. People aren't doing stall ball in Kentucky high school basketball. Everybody's just trying to run their offense in an efficient manner. B.S. It's, it does happen. It and if it, Again, it happening once is too much. It's taking basketball away from kids trying to play basketball. Who would be for that?
2: As someone who has called a lot of high school basketball games in the state of Kentucky, I can confirm that it does happen.
1: Of course, it happens. <laughs> like, like, thank you, Scoots, for also weighing in.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I uh, oh, more breaking news. I, I don't mean to get hyped about NFL schedule six months away, but Aaron Rodgers' Jets debut is ending opening weekend Monday Night Football versus the Bills. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. going to be fun. Yeah.
1: That's, <laughs> like a, that. re- that's a good one. Yeah. 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 I'll stay up for that Monday night game.
0: And but the, the other thing we get to that I didn't realize, we're going to have back-to-back years where the college football playoff is on consecutive – like, the college football playoff is going to lead into wild card weekend, uh, especially with the 12-team playoff. Again, like 20 – like, we're going to have two nights of playoff football and then three nights of NFL playoff football. That's, that's just cool. going to be – yeah, football paradise. Wow, that Monday Night Football game's on 9/11 too.
1: Lots of flyovers. New New York City, provided right? A lot of pressure, Aaron. A lot of pressure. Oh man! Last time we saw you with pressure on you, you were throwing interceptions against the Lions. Not making the playoffs.
0: Seems like TJ's cheering against Aaron Rodgers.
1: I'm not. I'll root for Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. I won't lose any sleep if he does well or does. I'll, I'll root for him, but I don't. I don't care. I certainly don't care. A texter, 5024141450 says, Nick's former ex-boss, always eager to name drop cousin Morgan Wallen until the topic of slurs comes up. Interesting. You'd have to to take that up with him.
0: Another person said, for certain words and certain positions, yeah, probably should be. Well, and there's also like, uh, depending on what profession you're in, uh, depending, uh, and how much the, uh, the general public has an appetite for your content. So like, People like Morgan Wallen's music, so they're quicker to forgive him. Uh, people, uh, it, it's also different when you're kind of a creepy pervert like Louis C.K., but like they weren't so eager to hear his stand up right away after he was doing some gross, inappropriate things. So, like, yeah, people mis- just make mistakes in life. And I, I think uh, you there's should nuance be to how quick we are to forgive and move on.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, it's the, the,
0: situational.
1: A texter says on the Thornton's text line Should we call U of L basketball team a scooter dinguses because neither one of them can close? Wow.
2: That's a good one.
1: Got me. Got me. me. Gosh. One th- one quick thing about U of I've seen some of their, like, the people that are in with the staff, with, you know, they, they actually are talking with the staff, their new narrative is, if you guys only knew what was going on behind the scenes, you all wouldn't be so tough on KP and Nolan Smith, which is the dorkiest thing a media member or, like, an insider can do. If you only knew, well, hey, buddy, yeah. here's your microphone, why don't you share tell it. us?
0: Yeah. Dinguses. Just, just share it. Tell us. You know. I can't.
1: I can't tell you. I'm not allowed to tell you. Can't tell you. I'll just hint at it, so you can give our coaches the benefit of the doubt for not doing their jobs properly. I took Cal's tweet about Livingston as a way to tell us he met with the clutch people. Maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. That's that's on. That's that also is probably the case. A pickup line Scoot should have used to, at the betting window. I could set a track record in the Derby today because I finished in under two minutes.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh, up on, um, I, I enjoy. We had Troy Eggman at Cowboy Stadium to tell us who was playing on Monday Night Football too. Just God bless the NFL. <laughs> Shout out to Troy Coach Eggman Good Morning
1: America. Shout-out to Coach JB for
0: the sauna. Shout-out to Coach
1: JB for the sauna. That house also had an indoor little half-court basketball setup. At one point, it had an indoor wow. pool, indoor hot tub, outdoor pool, outdoor basketball setup. And the funny thing is, all those kids that lived there sucked at sports. Like, none of them were any good at all.
0: Oh, man. Hey, fellas. right from Bellbrook here. No hypothetical today because I need some advice. I'm going to the Florida game this year. I want to make sure I can get a hotel – Within walking distance, the problem is I don't know what time kickoff is, and I don't know if I should get a room for Friday or Saturday. the game is at noon, I prefer to say Friday, but if it's midday, I'd rather say Saturday. I'm afraid if I wait too late, they'll be booked. Never been to a college football game, so I'm uncertain of my game plan. What do you do? Uh, Florida game is in October. So, it's going to be a uh, night game. It's going to be a night game, yeah. Get it for uh, Saturday
1: night. And
0: yeah. there's a, They just built some hotels there on Waller Avenue. Well, it's September 30th, so Keenum won't be open, but – I can almost like I'll, I'll I'll take a gander at the SEC schedule for that weekend, Brad, for you. Uh, we don't have enough time right now. But I I can almost promise you that Kentucky Ford is gonna be seven thirty kickoff on SEC network.
2: Well, and as as someone who works at hotels, there's no harm right now in booking Friday and Saturday. And then when you find out definitively what time the game is, hopefully you've still got a few weeks and you're able to just cancel, cancel. one of those nights. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I highly recommend uh That hotel that's right by that Dairy
0: Queen? Yeah, it's a Holiday Inn Express. Love it. I stay there when I'm in town all the time. That
1: is so great for just being able to walk to the football stadium, and also there's plenty of bars and food places around there. Just from a walking perspective in Lexington, I can't really recommend that location enough. Now, if you're going to a basketball game, I'd recommend going downtown and staying at one of the places downtown. But football – I don't think it really gets better than that spot. And it, the prices reflect that, Brad, by the way. So expect to pay kind of top dollar. Yeah. Good morning. Oh, go ahead. Bro. You know, I was
0: just saying, like I said, they opened two, or two, three new hotels on Waller that are kind of by that shopping center over there. Um, okay, so cool. that, that's a good uh, Arkansas A&M in Arlington will be a biggish game. Georgia Auburn. Uh, but Kentucky will probably end up still getting that, that at 7.30 kick. John here. Good morning,
1: everyone. I'm really glad this week is moving fast. I can't wait for the weekend. Wow, the Warriors and Knicks and former President Donald Trump had a great night last night. There was a lot of action to go around. Okay, TJ, you made the perfect pick last night for the NBA playoffs. Can you do it again? And does the KRC crew agree? I'll take the 76ers and Nuggets. Got to go talk to you later. Of course, TJ had a 2-0 betting night last night. Hopefully you all paid attention and, and followed suit with that. But, John, thank you for noticing. That's very nice of you. And uh, yeah, how about Donald Trump on CNN last night, Roush? You, I know you said you couldn't get enough of it,
0: man. Um, uh, Who? I can't. I can't believe we're already giving this guy like two hours on prompt. I
1: cannot believe CNN did that. For I, I can't saying. either. Because I, I didn't just, know it was happening, and I was like, you know, YouTube TV shows like what's being streamed the most, and I was like, Town Hall, Donald Trump, CNN. I was like, is this a joke? I turned it on. I was like, oh my gosh, CNN is given this dude a platform, and of I course. Now we just need Joe Biden
0: on Fox News. I mean, can we just not get the, get the, put the geriatrics in the nursing home? Like, I'm glad Diane Feinstein's over the shingles and she's healthy enough. But like, dude, that was a, that was a a cease cease body. That picture. You're 89 years old. Why are you still working? You should be retired. Like, Mitch, like all these geriatrics. Why are you running our country? You should well, be retired on Social Security. A lot
1: of people blame the founding fathers for a lot of things. They weren't, you know, they weren't great at this. They weren't. They were amazing. For the most part, they were amazing men of their time, of course. But one issue that they just totally dropped the ball on: age limits. limits. Yeah. A- a- age limits. We don't yeah. need dinosaurs we- that can't even work a cell phone to try to operate our country. But seriously, they probably can't even see the buttons in like button mash, you know. Uh, by the way, I've, I like the 76ers money line to close out the Celtics tonight. They're done. They are they don't trust their coach. They're they're finished. 76ers are going to move on. They're going to take advantage what, what, of their What's home the number of that? Two and a half. Boston's a two and a half point favorite. Oh, ooh. Take the Sixers and then take the Suns and the points tonight. That one's going to seven. So 76ers that, and Suns, the, ho- yeah. the home teams again reign supreme this evening. A texture says, and that bug boy, ladies and gentlemen, was no other than TJ Walker. Not true, I wish, but no, wasn't me. Uh, All right, we're out of time. There's a few texts we didn't get to. (laughs) Somebody said, station froze up like you did with the teller at the track, Scoots. (laughs) Some would say Lake Okeechobee is three scoots deep, which is mean, (laughs) especially coming from my brother, who's not the tallest guy in the world. Do you guys know if the YouTube Sunday ticket will be able to watch different games on multiple TVs or just one TV per package? I think if you have YouTube TV, you'll get it on any TV you have YouTube TV on. Yeah, but
0: you still have like the three
1: screen max, I think. Also, shout-out to Billy Big Blue. Have a good day, buddy. For the 1,000K, you drinking full cup of Ohio River water, Kentucky Kingdom, way Ooh, water. Ohio River water. Ohio River water. I'm just going upstream with it. Everybody have a great Thursday. Thanks so much for the text. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a good day. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. Roll Call. down that red
2: It's where I drink my first beer.